You are listening to Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast about weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And we're sweating up a storm in the week of the 11th to the 17th of July, 2021. Mm. Possibly a storm may do a run-in uh, at my at my end of the recording. At oh, some point it'll be podcast. welcome, though, I think. Yeah. Uh, with a bunch of exceptions. But yes, the heat is why I've got a wet towel around my neck, because I can't put my large fan on. Uh, otherwise, my voice would be breaking up on the podcast mm. recording. So, we got some exceptions, though. We've gone all the way back to the year 2020. For Great Pretender, Act 2, Episodes 1 and 2 of Singapore Sky. Got pulled back in for one last job, and maybe another job after that one. Like, because they there's like there's a break of two years in universe between the yes. things. It felt like it felt like coming back to it was like, oh, we're coming back to it the same way he is. That this, yeah. this works out. Yeah. Mm. Also, it was merely because there were so many other fucking good things. Um why didn't we keep watching this? This is so fucking gorgeous. Uh, we got snowed under. Um, I think that was the problem. We kind of wanted to leap on a little sooner. And, and that was coming out week to, to week, whereas this was all out at once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also we knew as well, like, there was, like, the last chunk of it hadn't uh, come along at yeah. at time of recording. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. they would say, oh, we'll check, we'll look, look back in that again when, you know, when it's all complete, we can go through it in, uh, you know, sequentially. And then, I don't know, <laughs> some, some of those more packed seasons happened and it got mm. left in the back burner. But hey, uh, so it's still there, as, as, as you knew it would be, for now at least. Yeah, I love that the first episode is them conning him again. Yeah. They, they con Edamura <laughs> again. <laughs> and now they know him a little bit so they can prey upon his weaknesses because they know that he is a bit of a sentimental type at heart. So we're just going to lean on that and uh, bamboozle them in that, in that manner instead. Mm-hmm, he's gone mm-hmm. soft for all these, these last few years. He's trying to go honest. Uh, what's the point? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's two, it's two stories in the first episode. The first part is Edinburgh is getting out of prison where he's been learning mechanics. And mm-hmm. he's t- he's given a note by one of the guards. You go and visit um, uh, the this uh, Nakanoshima Heavy Industries. You get a job there. Get you a job so you're not like going jobless out of jail and just going to fall back into a life of crime. Put you on the keep you on the up and up. And yes. This, this old guy's like, hey, you got a good eye, kid. How about we move you from fixing up cars? How long you been here? Two months. Yeah, we can move you onto airplanes now. That's, <laughs> yep, same that's thing, right? <laughs> it's it's and let me let me give you the spiel. It's it's like a finely tuned engine. It's just like each each adjustment of the bolt can completely change the way she flies and that kind of thing. And I love the way that uh, his, his con artist's head, when he's like, he's like, oh, I got a job for you doing this, uh, being the mechanic on this race team. Um, and so he's doing that same spiel back at the client because it's like, yeah. and he doesn't even realize he's conning them. It's like he he can talk the talk. He's just not actually, yes. he's, he's an okay mechanic, but he's literally only been, well, I guess in prison and doing it professionally like for two months, but like he hasn't been doing it long enough to be working on, Race planes, basically. Yeah. You can change a car battery for sure, but I'm not sure <laughs> that the same process applies for changing, like, you know, an airplane battery, specifically these kind of stunt planes that we're going to yes. be using for the next job. Um, and the other plot is uh, Cynthia and Abby helping out an old friend of Cynthia's called Chris to get revenge on uh, the manager who fired her after sexually harassing her. Yeah, that that was good because it was like this is horrible and too fucking real. But wouldn't it be nice if we could just really stick it to the man kind of thing? It was just like, and it was it was like your man was saying, this is just a practice job, just to you know get us back in the flow again. A bit of seed um, money for the next for, for the big <laughs> for the bigger one. But while we're at it, we may as well uh, stick to our remit of trying to rip off the actual villains that were doing it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They may be jerks, but they are fucking over bigger jerks. So that's what's important. Yeah. So then not only do they have they conned Edamura into joining their race team, they then con him again into thinking that he's a worse mechanic than he actually is when mm-hmm. Lauren blows up the plane <laughs> that he's <Yeah>. prepared. 
Yeah, because it's the idea that she's going to force him to get into the plane, and then the plane's going to crash, and it's like, hey, you weren't that fucking good. you got to stick with us, kid. And it's like, no, it's only because he planted a small explosive device in the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. The shit. But, um, yeah, uh, keeping him on, on the team, I guess, even if he doesn't want to be. Yeah, and then the second episode, we're introduced to the Marks in their latest con, and that is the mm. brothers Clark and Sam Ibrahim who run a air race called the Pathfinder Air Race, which is essentially a uh, wrestling, old-style wrestling promotion, but with aeroplanes. Though I was getting the impression by the end of it that only Sam knows it's fixed. I'm not entirely sure Clark knows it's fixed. Yeah, I wasn't 100% on that. Like, does he seem to be like, wow, she's really good, I want to race against her? Or is, is it like, do you want this for the look of it? Or do you think you're a good racer? Because that would um, be interesting. As, as well, like uh, Clark or, or the elder brother could be kind of fixing it so that, like, you no, know, his brother wants to, you know, put forward this kind of like narrative. You no, know, he wants to be like the hero. He wants to race against this dude. Um, so mm-hmm. you have like Rage Dash who comes out looking like a real big shot as well. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think part of uh, it, is, it might be contrasted between um, one of our con guys, the guys who were in a con, and. Um, our tough female character because uh, she nearly, nearly anti through as in won the fixed fight in the in the opening kind of gambit because she was getting too emotionally invested into it that kind of thing and I'm wondering if that's going to fuck her over in this uh, pilot thing because she seems to have a lot more personal investment in this. Yes, it, it, the, what we get loads of glimpses into Abby's past where she seems to have been a ballerina then caught and turned into a child soldier. Yeah, conscripted mm-hmm. maybe in a like a um, uh, civil war or something like that. Mm. Yeah. She's seen people die and shit, and that's why she's all fucked up and violent. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you could you could probably put it together or what any kind of real world combat that might be. I mean, but I mean, they're going so far as to say that uh, the Ibrahim brothers they come from an oil rich country, um, but not <laughs> saying any names outright. I mean, like for the plot sake, it doesn't really matter because they got kicked out uh, with a bunch of their money, obviously in holdings and whatnot. Um, so they, they're no longer princes, but they have uh, money that they're using to to fix these races. And it's not so much as like fixing races, like ooh, we don't like that as con men. It's like obviously we like that as con men, but it was the idea that they ruined the career of an excellent fucking pilot because. He didn't want to play the fixed. The, he he didn't want to play the heel anymore. No. He wanted to actually fucking win the race, or whether it was for the prize money or for personal fucking glory. They don't know, but he he ain't getting in a plane again, basically. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the impression, like I say, you get at the end is that Sam is the Sam's the promoter, and he's the one who clearly knows everything that's going on. And by the, at the yeah. end, I'm like, I'm not sure Clark does. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what way it goes with uh, with him, because he seems to think he is the bee's knees. Yes, um, mm-hmm. and particularly yeah. because of like he was he was all for uh, team confidence being part of it, uh, whereas Sam uh, he did not want them to be part of it. It's not until Abby manages to win the race uh, she was supposed to lose. Uh, that uh, he sort of does a uh, 180 on it also. Yeah, yeah. After, I, you know, after showing that, like, he's actually a real piece of shit who has nothing but yes. contempt and disdain for women in particular. Uh, yeah. So now, like, you know, we're going to take, we're going to rip you off anyway, but now it's, like, personal to six. We're a real motherfucker. <laughs> we're going to, like, take everything you got now. I, I thought it was fun, her kind of playing her, the, um, she was the police detective in the, in the last, uh, uh last con um the chief detective um but in this one she's playing with her feminine charge like oh maybe if i get close to him, maybe if i like make advances on him and none of that works and i, I enjoyed seeing um our french fellow's reactions to this he's like yep all going to plan all going to plan all going to plan and then he starts putting up this like uh sexist uh rant at her and he's like oh i'm just gonna take out my earphone he's one of those <laughs> uh and like it's not him thinking it's just like oh this is gonna make it harder it's like she is gonna fucking like have his ass for fucking breakfast and he doesn't even know it. it's like oh this is gonna get really ugly yeah but, well it'd be more satisfying it's just more flavor in that sauce so when they do take him down it's like oh, yeah 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 exactly no idea he got all figured out <laughs> mm-hmm 
Mm, yeah, yeah, it was good to come back to, and uh, like you said, it, uh, having the gap made the prison, the two years in prison, work better than I think if we would come back <laughs> the very next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, it just continues to be fucking gorgeous. They use that um, that background painting technique in uh, 3D things a lot here because obviously you have a lot of planes flying around and that kind of thing, mm. and even when it's just like a looping, flashing colors background. It looks so nice. Um, I was delighted yeah. to see this. Because, yeah. I, I, I was a big fan of uh, the color palette they use. It's just, it's like mm. it would be garish in other circumstances, but they really fucking go for it here. Yeah, I know they are trying to evoke a certain style and a certain feeling, but it's like yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm all I'm all about it. It's pretty nice. Mm. Mm. Uh, some good some good fun hits in there as well. <laughs> like there was some real for business uh, punches there in the underground fighting ring. I was all about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. They they do manage to have at least one like actiony kind of scene, if not multiple uh, per episode. Like the fighting underground fighting ring was one, and obviously the air race is like I think pretty spectacular. Um, okay. I know it's basically running through the same route each time, um, but they managed to to shoot it fairly dynamically. Yeah, yeah. There's good Abby faces in that as well because she's yeah kind of flipping out. And it's coming. It's coming very clear that between like uh, between fucking underground fighting and uh, Daredevil air raids, she has some matter of death wish and yeah, kind of spying some kind of end for herself in this. Because that's what our boys can ask him. Is like she doesn't seem like she's in on this. She seems like she's really forcing the con. Whereas you guys kind of like smooth, like taking on the role. She's like, I really don't want to be here, but I'll put on a happy face. I have to. Um. And his re- response to it is finding it is like, yeah, she's looking to get killed is basically her plan. Mm. Uh, and I guess we're going to find out what exactly that means further on. Mm. Mm. Then, not as far back, but still not this week, uh, originally airing <laughs> April the 8th, uh, 2021, is Gamesome, the second episode of Godzilla Singular Point, uh, where we meet Rodan, but he doesn't get the name yet. Um, I I love the way he got the name. I was like, that's really actually yes. quite clever. Like, I really really loved in the old um in the old like uh, the old like uh, fucking woodblock print that had in there as well. They have oh here's like them rendered. No, here's a big mods. But did all Rodan's had had the little the little hats and the little like uh, jackets that you'd see like uh, Tengu's uh, yes. wearing in, in Zimbabwe. One's like, ah, it's really cute and really cool looking. I did I did love that mural that you were standing in front of because it's clear to anyone watching it is like that's Godzilla, but. The way it's depicted, it looks like a big fish, like yeah, kind of a whale or something. His head and neck, like breaching the the red ocean. Um, also, it has Godzilla written on it as well. That's the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> literally have a Godzilla like written on it. It's like, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. But like, they don't know what a Godzilla is because I guess it got covered up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're fighting it with Jet Jaguar uh, in quite a almost comedic manner. Oh, it's so good! Like mm. I was. I, I was looking forward to the Jet Jaguar fight and it fucking delivered. It even played like, it's like a variation of the theme. Fucking love that. He kept doing like a dancing around, not like a boxer kind of dancing, yeah. just like like a kabuki fucking thing. Uh, oh, so good. I, 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 they're playing a version of, versions of of the of the theme or some more yes. deeper than ever. But it's just, it seems like ah uh, yeah, it's a little, a little bit of like you know like oh he's the friend of the children besides having a terrifying face. You know, it's just <laughs> he's gonna put on a show for the for the young ones. You know, keep them uh, keep them unafraid. Like what's this? Uh, crying kids fall silent and silent kids start <laughs> crying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Georgia Jaguar. It's for something else entirely. And even though like the 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 um, Rodan is presented as like a fairly bestial kind of animal, your man has to like um, it like it immediately goes like there's a guy in there and it's just pecking that fucking cover straight off. And it's like oh we're we're in a lot of trouble now, so we got to use the remote control. Uh, and your man's actually doing pretty good in it, but the old man's like, "No, give me that. I'm be- I'm better at this than you." And he's like, "Okay, we have to boot up the, the interface you're familiar with, so I'll go distract it with this fucking wrench. Um, I hopefully won't die." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it eventually tries to fly away and uh, just collapses and dies. It lets out, I guess. A strange cry that's picked up by the radio receivers, and it's like, "Huh, an animal's cry that emits electromagnetic radiation." Mm. And- and like, is that possible in nature? And I mean, like, I love seeing the whole um, different news and talk show montage of like all the guys going and the guy arrive. So it's like an electric eel. 
we picked up a radio waves and they kind of arrived at this one point. Radioactive monster, should we be afraid? Yeah, there, I think there was um, God, like it, it admit, like it had a bunch of radon in it. Yes, because the the monster's called radon in Japan, so it, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's annoying that it was switched to Rodan way back when for Someone America. Thought that sounded better. I, I well, mean, like, I guess well, to well, have it be copyrightable. Yeah. When you go around, like, you no, know, you could try to get people to install radon on arms in their homes, and they think, what? To, what to, I'll fucking see giant terror stores. You know, I'll hear that. Ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be yeah. completely the wrong, like, part of the world, you know, for radon, for radon to come and attack my house. I don't know. It seems unlikely. But then climate change happened. Yeah. But <laughs> I, do in, like that I was in a bit of species. <laughs> I, I love all the, the talk shows as well, because, like, it, it was so frustrating in the way that is to watch in real life where they're like oh an old man take it into his own hands it's like oh what's his fucking deal he was going to use that deadly robot in front of kids they should have waited for the police and i was like what would the fucking police gonna do arrest the pterodactyl what the fuck guys? i think there was at least one dude at least one dude going but the economy it's like oh it's all <laughs> what are you motherfuckers out here <laughs> Uh, I mean, like that comes into it when a, a museum wants to buy the the corpse of it for yeah. like an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, but then, but then more, lots of them. yeah, more dead ones show up. Uh, there's a key bit of information in there in that they they lack a particular bit of DNA that you find in most Earth creatures. And then when they were asking what it eats, it's like it lacks a digestive tract. So it's like, um, hmm. Seems like it it isn't really an animal then, or quite an animal. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna take a while mm. to fix uh, Jet Jaguar, so they they build another device to pick up follow the radio waves, and then my favorite bit is when they're back at the the radio uh, listening station, and can you get me the microfiche machine <laughs> secrets? Oh man, that was very good. Yeah. I know that's literally like, we just have stock of different old technology. <laughs> but it's like, no, that's, that's a five cool, inch floppy. That's, that's, that's the, the overhead projector. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Hey kids, remember these? You probably don't, but mm. we used to watch cartoons or learn about them. Uh, and also, meanwhile, Pelops the second has taken May's notes, turned them into an academic paper, and put them on a, a preprint server. Uh, it it does credit itself as well as being yes. a co-author, which is fair. Um, it's getting it's getting some buzz. It's, yes, mm-hmm. she's going to speak to a Professor Lee, who is interested in her theories about extra-dimensional life forms. Yeah, and mm-hmm. check the dates of her lectures because we're set in at least the year twenty twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, there's a lot of interesting world building stuff, um, and there's, I, I like the nods and stuff, like the the radar antenna that they attach to their moped. It reminds me of like the um, the Japan Defense Force, like the the cannons that they try and shoot at Godzilla. And I was yeah. like, that, that's probably like a call out, and we'll probably see something like that down the line. Um, <laughs> I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed the Jet Jaguar. Like, got one of his arms ripped off immediately, and then has to spend the rest of the fight. It's like, okay, one arm. All right, that makes it harder. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, the the, the, the models that you know, that I expect them to be because you've got orange like the best business at doing this kind of thing on it. But they make them uh, blend together very well. But I really liked on on um, on the road down there that that, that sort of semi cell shaded thing. But it's in keeping with like the how the colors are rendered in in the in the background. So they really yeah, seem like they yeah. belong in the, the same. The same TV show. Do you think it would make more sense to like render the the colors on Rodan like the like the animated characters, but by rendering it in the same color palette and kind of um, style that you do the backgrounds in, it makes him look larger because he's as bi- he's his back his shading is as big as the background, or in the same regard, it, it gives you that kind of idea that this big bird, this mm. bit of the background is moving around and flying and attacking <laughs> things. Uh, that's that's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then the scariest thing is. Hundreds of Rodans appear at the end out of the... Uh... They're coming out of the sea or they're just flying over the sea? They're, they're, they're flying, flying out of the sea. Out the sea, yeah, it is. Yeah. You see the fishermen uh, and like... blue yes. or something. Yes, yeah. like, oh, why are we catching fish this time? But fucking the sea has turned to bloodlands. So. Well, they said it's <laughs> a blood tide last episode, didn't they? So Yeah, and yeah, they also yeah, say yeah. we did really well yesterday. We caught loads of deep sea fish. And I was like, okay, so they're evacuating the bottom of the sea. Cool, cool, cool. And, um, yeah, they see, like, a thing breaking the surface. Like, what was that over there? And you think, it's, it's going to be Godzilla. It's like, no, it's Rodan. Thousands of Rodan. 
um, which is a, a good thing. Because, again, your man was saying, it's like, oh, you see in the picture, because the old engineer guy, he refers to that image where, yeah, you can see there's going to be like a whole flock of them next time. So we got to get Jet Jaguar back up and running. It's like, I, I think that's a bit too many for Jet Jaguar to hang up. <laughs> mm. Uh, we'll see. Well, they've got all the robots, though. They've got those repair robots they were supposed to be yes. working on rather than building a toy robot to fight giant monsters. I assume they're going to rip the arms off those like work robots and just slap them onto the Jet Jaguar or make him taller and <laughs> he'll just get bigger. Um, it's nice to see the uh, intro and outro here as well, because you get to see like a more finished Jet Jaguar and shit. Or is that just yeah, like yeah. their rendition of the one from the movie? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of think that it's over the course as the threat becomes more serious if you gotta give these weirdo mechanics whatever they need so we'll, we'll give them the fucking uh jet jaguar size pulse rifle or rocket launcher uh mm-hmm. whatever they need and it's like slowly just cobbling together like a bit at a time mm-hmm. uh yeah it is fun it is like yeah it is hard to resist the pull just to kind of ooh, delve a little deeper into it but you know just parcel it out just parcel it out it's yeah. like good boys and girls and mm-hmm. enjoy it Time. Well, talking of good boys and girls, Sunny Boy, episode one, <laughs> the island at the far end of summer, uh, in which we have a class. Is it a class or is it a year or is it just random it's students? It's a year because it's like they're they're all third years or something. Are they? They're all. Yeah, like, uh, I think so. They're all yes. about to go into the next um, education level. There's about forty out of them, so I'd say that's got to be a, a year or, or or part of a year or some class anyway. I forget what the number is they give, but it is enough to be like a, yeah, a year of the school, um, which is a bit strange. But maybe they were back in before the other years. I'm not exactly sure of the context how they've ended up in this weird world where some of them have superpowers yes and the staff's disappeared well it seems like an awful lot of them have got superpowers and not necessarily all of them are really revealing that they've got superpowers yeah no mm-hmm. yeah um the other thing i was thinking like the way uh, the way a lot of the cuts went as well i was getting some kind of like art housey kind of uh vibes from it as well and just like the the cool the the school cut out from the background of reality and just like plopped into endless blackness. Um, yeah, just really interesting stuff. Yeah, because it's supposed. To, I think this the episode one is supposed to unnerve you right until the end, and then it flips everything it's shown you. Yes, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Except there's I one just... character who's still going to unnerve you, and seems unnerved that they've escaped the unnerving <laughs> area. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those just. Some of them, you know, you can have, it's been a week since they were like thrown into the void, but you could sort of see as well how some of them kind of adjust to us because some of them are kind of like they're okay with this. I don't think it's dead. But when we see some scenes back in their previous reality, and you know, do it, it's in the same school, but it's in the, like the height of summer, and they go outside and it's blazing heat, and the cicadas are fucking chirping, and it seems like it's like really oppressive noise, and then you have kind of blank voice kind of quieter and calmer I mean, some of them might, might kind of prefer to be uh in this dimension rather than their own one a, a thing i was noticing and I, I was hoping it was my, wasn't my earphones breaking um and it was actually like the sound design thing there's like a hollowness in that in the sound of that world right it's like everything mm. has been has a slight uh delay echo on it um, it's been sort of dampened you know it's not, I, yes, the darkness yeah. is so like kind of dense it's absorbing a bit of the sound then Mm, mm, mm. Um, I I did like that thing because again it, it added to the unnervingness of the of the situation. Yeah, yeah. There's like what's that? There's the there's that room that's like, like the most, the most uh, advanced soundproof room in the world, and people like go inside it and they can't see it for more than a couple of minutes because there's there's no all sound is just fucking uh, cancelled out, so they feel really mm, freaked mm. out by that, and they guys gotta leave. They need like, a little bit of something. Even even the rustling of their clothes is uh, you can't hear it properly. Yeah, yeah, that was very much so on this as well. Like anytime someone like jumped off something, there'd be like a dull echo thud when they stepped down or like mm. the, the clothes sounded crunchy or something. Really, really good sound design. Um, I, I liked how it, it slowly did this as well, where, you know, it was like, oh, what's that? Are they breaking windows out there? And it's like, oh, they're just dicking about with their superpowers. And it's just a shot of them in the hall dicking about. But you can see like the hall warping. Yes. Um, at one point, I was just like, "Oh, that's really nice." Like, and when they go to the gym, and there's just a full uh, merry-go-round sitting in the middle of the gym, and it's like, yeah, no explanation of where that's come from. Because maybe, the- uh, maybe that lady, a girl who has the power to summon a cat to uh, uh, go deliver things to her uh, from the Amazon, that yes. had put together. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. 
like the powers are so weird. Like the one we kind of see demonstrated the most uh, visually would be your man who shatters the camera lens through which we're watching reality and windows break also. We're not, I'm not even sure what the fuck is going on with that, but that's kind of a deal with a lot of these powers. Like I can summon infinite cats and packages from Amazon, which is how we have food for the amount of time we've been trapped in here. Yeah. Yeah. So your characters, you've got this episode, uh, your main character is Nagara, who does not really seem to want to take part in the narrative to mm-hmm. any degree. Uh, you've got, uh, is it Nozomi? Who's the tra- Nozomi. Yeah, the transfer mm-hmm. student who wants to escape the plot mm. actively. You've got Mizuho, who's the girl who has the cats who deliver things from uh, Niamazon. Asakaze is the guy who is rebelling against the uh, the leader who they elect at the start. Uh, he's got the glass-smashing powers. Irajdani, mm. uh, uh, who is, seems to be t- trying to figure out what's going on by a scientific approach. Yeah. Uh, Hoshi, who's this really suspect one, the one who appears to be a JoJo's character. And... Yeah. <laughs> Typical student council, yes. uh, busybody, wanting to open everybody's business. And everyone follows the rules, even in void space. It was interesting to me that he was the guy who obviously wants to be in charge and wants to control everyone. But he's like, we're going to I'll elect you leader, uh, other guy. Yeah. The Nob- Nobunaga approach. You never yeah. want to be the guy whose head is highest over the power, but you're going to be the guy behind him. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. You're the- apparently has the superpower to make everybody see their own deaths or... Possibly that is actually what they are, because they yeah. they they were the character who didn't who seemed most worried about when uh, Nozomi is attempting to leave the school at the end, and seems most upset once every once they've escaped the void at the end of the episode. Uh, then you got Pony, who you, I think was the class president, who's not the leader, but she was the idea. She was the person who had, was backing Cap, who does become the leader, who's the. Uh, mm baseball star uh, Jack. Yeah. and then you've also got hayato and shanghai who don't get much to do except be punished for sticking alongside asakaze uh so i guess it must be pony who's got the pe- the ninja object replacement powers the substitute yeah yeah i'm gonna swap um or like a man from Jujutsu kaisen I'm gonna swap uh <laughs> the placement of things around yeah and there appears to be a generic power they had that whoever's in charge, or anybody, it turns out, could put a penalty on people for disobeying the rules. And the key rule at the end was... across your face. Yes, yeah. and then force you to do some sort of school-related punishment. Uh, yeah. It was a very cool effect uh, that the that cross, that X marks stares on your face for like a couple of days and it slowly fades off so everyone yeah. knows yeah. what you've done. It's like as extra you finish the punishment, it, it sort of fades away. This extra you... shame is, is added to it. Mm, mm. Uh, and the key rule they put in was that they were going to all behave as if the staff were still here. So if you broke any of the general pre-existing school rules, you could also be punished. Yeah. Even if you were, even regard, even if you were the leader, you could be punished. Um, yeah, yeah, because initially, like, the way they're playing it is if this is the leader's power, he can put a penalty on you for, for breaking the rules. And then yes. your man tests it by two of his mates kind of coming up and they're breaking the rules. And it's like he's like, penalty. It's like, but I didn't fucking do anything against the rules. Pe- so it's not your power, yes. penalty on you. Because you've been going around hitting people in the face with baseball bats. <laughs> That's very against school rules. Yeah. No baseball bats on school grounds. Mm. Uh. Um. Yeah, this is a really fun, weird, and interesting one. Uh, and again, like visually, like looks so odd. I think it's like a part of that thing, and I wonder if that's going to continue in direction when they're out of this weird liminal space. Um, the 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 very choppy, quick cuts. Um, I think it it did very well for it. Um, but it it just. It was very strange, so I'm curious as to what other strangeness that is. Store. Particularly because yeah. it gets less strange at the end when they've escaped the void and they appear to be in a world with the presumable titular island of this episode. Hmm. Hmm. So they're just going to keep on leaping between dimensions. I mean, next next leap would be the one that takes them yeah. all. <laughs> uh, possibly next week's episode is called Aliens. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
I, well, the power thing is good. I hope they don't like lean in it too much. But at the moment, it does feel like a bit of like um, JoJo's life, where it's like here's like a weird power. Yes. I'm not sure what the, what the parameters are. We gotta figure out a way to defeat it. Uh, Especially because uh, Hoshi has that star on their face. Yeah, yeah. It's a Joe Star family birthmark, <laughs> but it's the wrong way around. Oh, so evil then. Um, mm. I, I like the the idea. I, again, I, I love weird superpowers. Um, and the guy who can shatter reality, I'm still not exactly sure, again, about the parameters of it, but you're one who can order box from Yamazon and um, cats as well. I guess it's some cat-related one. I think the cats um, are doing the deliveries for her. Yeah, that seems yeah. to be the thing. They always get a little scritch under the chin for it. Um, but the idea that... It's like, hey, I can like I can fly or I can punch through walls. It's like, can you keep everyone fed? Can you order supplies from Amazon? If not, sorry, bro, we're gonna... that and their mobile phones still seem to work. And yes. like, is that someone's yeah. power? I'm not exactly sure. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's like, it just is. see how it goes. You have a whole like, you know, they're adrift, you know, and when they turn against each other, and you know, all we have like uh, two want to get involved with it. Just a simple rejection of like, oh, I'd rather not be in the WhatsApp group. It's like, but come on, like we got you like a, a smartphone and everything. You know, we're trying to pressure you into, you know, uh, behaving. Into being right part way. of the... Trying the... to be a nice dude, but you're really trying to like, coerce him into this. And say, I said no the first time, pal. I'm not yeah. involved in this. Because basically you're going like, okay, we're going to make a list of chores for everyone to do. And I was like, do we need to do chores though? It's like, surely we should just wait here for help. Um, but it's like, oh, we have to keep... Law and order about the place. So we've got you. This phone is like, I choose not to participate. I don't have a smartphone. I don't need a smartphone. So goodbye. But like, yeah. he, he can't he can't let her exist outside of the system. Because if someone can exist outside the system, then everyone else will be like, yeah, I want to, I want that too, please. Yeah. yeah. It'll probably get pretty uh, tense later on. It'll be something like, um, I, I keep up of, of, of Day or 11, which is like a, a film about some kids who were drifting in space on a, on a training mission. But then, start disappearing one by one but someone among them is the traitor because it should have been 10 but there's 11 people there who's this yeah it's making me think like the island isn't going to be the the end of it because i don't think it's going to go like just a straight like lord of the flies type thing like kids trapped on island that kind of fucking no. thing um, oh yeah. they're in purgatory all along wait a minute well yeah they might be based on the, the visions <laughs> they had <laughs> yeah i mean like and part of their thinking is it's like we have to just wait for someone to obviously the world has been fucked up and we're the only ones who survived and a couple of people are like are you sure that we're not the ones who fucking died <laughs> yes because uh raj Dadi points out that uh time appears to have stopped for time appears to be going ongoing outside the void so he put he draws something on his hand sticks it into mm. the void and when it comes brings it back it's disappeared that what he drawn on his hand uh, but no, he thinks time isn't flowing inside the school, so the girl with a broken arm that will never repair. But he says at the same time, I am getting tired and I am getting hungry. Yeah, so it's like time is happening but not happening, or your bodily processes are happening but you're not growing in any regard. And it, what finally breaks them and lets them get to the island is our exchange student, um, who insists she can see something in the sky. When your man's like, no, it's just endless, endless black void. What are you talking about? And she tries to run to get it. He tries to run to stop her falling into endless black void. And they end up in the middle of the ocean. Um, Yeah, because she'd seen a bird. And then when she sees a feather, she's realized, oh, the bird's not here anymore. That means they were able to get out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? We might see that bird on the island as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to more. Definitely intrigued. Like Shingo Natsume is a director I enjoy pretty much. This is the first uh, thing the, uh, he's written, though. Like it's, this is his like, script original idea. So okay. uh, I'm sure it'll look. I mean, we did the, the, the direction is great. Um, mm. Lots of lots of like things like lots of things. Big touch of shots of just this, this, the eyes and the faces. But if you're going to get the Sashi Gucci the designer characters, you want to you know get those faces highlighted as much as possible too. Uh, Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd look forward to more. It's, you know, it's um, just hitting the right spot yeah. for me in a lot of ways. Yeah, mm. I did like that she was ordering uh, Hisashi Yaguchi manga from Amazon. All right, stop it, very good. Fine, we reprinted. Then next on the list is Ai Tsushima episode three. 
he does not want to be combed, but uh, maybe maybe he does. Like, hey, I'm, I'm a street cat. I grew up on the streets. I'm not used to pampering. Oh, my God, that feels fucking amazing. <laughs> We're also then, the boss. Come on, you lazy human. Get back to work. Jesus, there's a guys. lot of catacomb, to be fair, for her. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, but you give, you give, you let them off just a little bit and just, just like, get, this can get complacent. You gotta be on them, on them all the time. Uh, that's similar with the, the thing of cat toys, which is uh, this human likes to buy cat toys and wiggle them about, and he just falls on his back and it's like, doesn't seem interested. And he's like, what are you doing? Fucking wiggle the thing. Go on, do it. <laughs> Fuck it. People, you gotta supervise people, otherwise they'll just go, like, very lazy on you, um, which is very funny cat opinions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I do like that he's, he's going to be going, and uh, we do get uh, Oji Chan being all coy, trying to seduce him into staying. And he's like, oh, this, "This place is all right. I'll, I'll be back later." Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still going though. Yeah, I'm still the littlest hoboing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do watch the the other web ones because hey, they're two minutes but the main the main event is head and shoulders yeah. above, just because of the direction and the animation mm-hmm. like yeah. the other ones are all right like but they're not they're not nearly as good yeah you want to see the faces that cat makes and this is your cat faces you might have seen before uh, online a lot of faces but it's around this particular cat and rendered in this particular way so it made some funnier all over again yeah yeah, yeah. well you want to look at that then we've got Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Dai, episode 40, Master of Darkness against his pupil. Uh, Eventually. The animation you asked for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pop and Mom say, stay back, Leona, we'll take care of this, while Dai fidgets waiting for his sword to be finished. Uh, so they go and take it, and uh, yeah. She can't use her power. Mom can't use her power against the um, what would you call them constructs that uh, mm. Mist Vern's brought in his army. Uh, so she's going to have to use brute force instead. <laughs> just going to punch him then, <laughs> punch him the normal way. Mm. Uh, yeah, and so we get this nice sequence of her just smashing in uh, metal beings, and then Pop going, Woo! <laughs> "I better not tease her anymore." <laughs> <laughs> it is like the nice like a bit uh again it's something you see in comments like one piece where you get to that stage in the story where you know all the kind of the, the, the members of the party usually hide behind the bushes while the other dudes uh, get stuck into the fight but now they're leveled up and they can uh get stuck into all of the uh the, the henchmen at least anyway and it's, it's that mm. devastating all of those uh, but they're not yeah, alone they're... because chiu so promised Leona that he was going to protect them too, and so he, him, and Gomi Chan follow Mom and Pop on foot, and they run into uh, Baduk, uh, the old man, the swordsman one, one inventor. Of my reactions, yeah, was, uh, <laughs> like Baduk and and uh, Chu, uh, just kind of looking at us like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> that was great. When the comedy uh, characters meet, and they're just like, "I don't know about this guy." Yeah, this guy's curious secondary character. <laughs> Like looking in a mirror, but they don't realize oh, yes. it. Ah, well. uh, we get a bit with Pop look, looking back uh, when he was speaking to uh, what's his face in his deathbed. Atarov. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he was telling him not to use the uh, Five Fingers of Flame or whatever it's called again, because that's pretty much a forbidden spell. You shouldn't be casting that, mate. It's going to reduce so cool. your lifespan. It'll yeah reduce your lifespan and don't worry about it. You'll get some high level spells pretty soon. You're leveling up fucking fine. Once you hit like fifty, you're you're golden. You get some really good ones. You unlock the good ones. Then yes. yeah. Pop's like, I don't have time. I have to kill like lots of flying swords right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which of course, I my mind immediately went to all the times Luffy does his skills that he's not supposed to do because they'll reduce his lifespan in one piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luffy, you have one year to live to find the One Piece. I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, well, there is a way around that in one piece, but uh, we'll see if they ever they ever give yeah. us that. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, he takes care of lots, but then Mister Fair's like, <laughs> "Well done," but guess what? I've got a factory inside here where I just can just pump out more of them. <laughs> but yeah, he mean, does like, kindly tell them where the factory is, the exact location, and what's is causing it, like, it. The left magic lung or something. It is, like yeah. That? Uh, there's yeah. like a dark aura orb in there which imbues the constructs with power so 
I guess at some point somebody's get breaking into there and destroying that. While uh, well, other than that, you have an infinite army pouring out of that giant soldier. Yeah, uh, and then Pop hears a voice telling him to stop whining. If he's going to be, uh, it's not fitting for a disciple of Avon. And who should be here? But it's Heuncle is back, and Mom's like Heuncle. Um, Damn it! This dude again showing me up. <laughs> And you going like, I think Mom might be actually more popular than I could had first thought. <laughs> yeah. Damn him! This devastating good looks and Saint Seiya armor. Yeah, he he hasn't shown up to save everyone. He's shown up because everyone's being too noisy while he's training. Yes. Mm. And yeah, he's going to fight the guy who taught him to fight, or well, the second guy who taught him to fight, Mister Vern, because mm. he thinks I'm. I was. I've got this spell, and I know that I was. I, my version of it was more powerful than his, but it turns out... You, you said it yourself, that my version of Dark Puppetry Hand, or whatever the hell it's called, is better. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, you have me trapped. Ha ha, extra long fingers. Um, that's because it's an evil spell, and you're like a good guy now, so you don't have enough bad guy points to make that evil spell work you're, good. Your stats aren't scaling properly, man. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you were in the wrong equipment. You, know, you, 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 you got the wrong like um, side abilities, the wrong like buffs in, in play. You got to like <laughs> you got to rebalance this. You got to respec a little bit so you can be a full good good guy. It's like what made you a good fighter was you were you had the 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 good guy magic and the bad guy magic both inside you but now you're pretty much good guy so you know also not, not burning hatred for the man you taught uh, or killed her father is a big motivator in that too and yeah, absent yeah. of that factor uh, it's a little watered down you know so he's like okay i just have to hate this asshole as much as him <laughs> I get mad at you. Hate, hate hate and then mom's like no dude don't don't fucking fall to his level be cool yes because they're all trapped in the spell at the end but then yeah, as, mm. as he's about to take down her uncle and mom. Yeah, mom's words get to her uncle, and instead he just powers up his justice side and blocks <laughs> it with justice. <laughs> uh dear. Uh, but then the end. The uh, next episode preview tells us that this won't be enough, and so Di will have to come and save them. That's hmm. that, that's his whole deal. He's, he, he's he'll fight, but he'll usually lose. And he'll always yes. sometimes win, or it'll it'll fight to a draw at best. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and not only will Di have his new sword, he'll also have a cool scarab to put in. Oh hmm. yeah, we've seen that in the while. I want to see the one the action right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah great sword lock. It's got it. Uh, yeah, this was back up to. Uh, the the action you want to see from this show, mm. particularly with that mom bit, I thought. Oh, it's good. Like a nice long like sequence of her just like doing round tongue kicks and just just carving through suits of armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like crocodile getting stuck in there as well. You know, I see the big man get some action too. Yeah. Then you've also got Detective Conan episode one thousand and twelve. Picking Wild Plants and Clovers, part two. Who could have yeah. done this dastardly murder? Well, it turns out it was the person we saw doing it at the start of the last episode. Um, <laughs> um, it was just that thing about rotating tires that I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you could do that. I've done that like when I was a kid and everything. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. there was one f- further wrinkle in that she was trying to frame the guy's girlfriend as well. So he, she'd yeah. given him a present of wine knowing that he didn't drink wine so that only she'd drink it and get drugged by it. And then she could sneak in, put her in a cupboard, because she was scared of... Put, put blood on her hands. And blood on her hands. But specifically, she put her in a cl- cupboard so they could get another Eurosaur reference uh, when yeah. we get the inspector doing an impression of uh, Mendo from Eurosaur. Uh, <laughs> exactly the same way Atari used to do an impression of Mendo from Eurosaur. And then later on in that same scene, go on to say, yeah, I used to have a school friend <laughs> who was afraid of dark and enclosed places yeah. yeah shameless reference humor yes nah it's great when it's the, the actual voices um i mean like yeah if you literally have the guys there to do it that makes sense but like it, it works in terms of the plot as well because the from her point of view she was panicking in, in a cupboard because she was she had claustrophobia and he's like yeah but and the officer's like yeah but the, the, the closet wasn't locked and she had blood on her hands and she said she got drunk on wine but there was no wine in the rubbish so her story's full yes. of bullshit 
she's trying to cover obviously yeah so yeah he goes off on his explanation and then Karen's like inspector sir inspector sir come and have a look at this look at this he's like what i guess look closer and then shoots him in the neck with a dart which the possibly evil teacher sees him do and smirks when she sees him do it there's, a, there's two bits to that, but there was one thing earlier where he pointed out it couldn't have been her because her hands were covered in blood and his blood yes. was only on his shirt, not on his, him by his the trousers, legs. His trousers, yeah. She must yeah. have dragged him by the legs or the arms into the woods, but there's no blood on the rest of him, even though there was blood on her hands. But you have the little kid, the uh, the other little kid who's not a little kid, kind of like, like, Conan's like, oh, I got to go over there. And she, she kind of has a smirk as well. It's like, all right, here we go. Um, there's a lot of people who know yes. what the fuck Conan is doing. I, and it's, I, it's very funny. And I feel like the line of him being made to look closer and closer and then being hit with something, I think that's a Yosara Sura reference as well. Just because <laughs> the line <laughs> delivery seemed really familiar to me. Mm. Um, I could be fucking fist of the North Star for all you know. <laughs> That's what something Ken would do. Uh, but yeah, it's just the angle at which he gets hit. It felt like at some point Ataro has done that and Lum's hit him over the head with something, or some of the other characters have. Uh, so then, yes, he's like, oh, that was just all a joke. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on my joke. Here's what really happened. Well, you see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it while not moving my mouth, slumped up against yes. the tree. All right, for example, all right, what does he start with? Does he start with moving the car? Or... Yes, because he, he tells the teacher, the good teacher, to go and put the car in neutral, put the ignition, leave the key in the ignition at a certain angle, and mm. then get out the car. And, and then, it. like, use your use your hand to rotate yes, the, the push, front car tire. Yeah, yeah, and that um, wheels it back. And that's why I'm staying here slumped against this tree, just to demonstrate how yes. the body would be hidden. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then see if you could find the thing that uh, God, I can't remember her name now. Uh, oh, the, little the little girl, girl yeah. was looking for, and yes, they find the four leaf clover. That's how she did it. And the cardboard boxes prevent you from seeing the corpse when you parked the car originally. And mm. the little so girl's like, when she parked the car originally, she didn't put it in park; she put it in neutral yes. and left the keys in the ignition. Yeah, uh, and just while there's like, hey, look over there for my my. It wasn't her contact lens; it was her um, earring. And she just like rotated the thing further back. Yeah. She also points out, look at the dirt on your hand after moving the tire. She'll have the same one up her right sleeve for moving the car forward. Again, yeah. And the little girl's not having any of this. So further traumatizing these children. Uh, she can't believe that a teacher would do this. She was going to give this four-leaf clover to her as a present. Uh, but she's like, I'm afraid I don't deserve that four-leaf clover. I don't deserve to be a teacher. Please, I'll stop being a teacher before I did the murder. Because like, I met a child. I tried to make a child complicit in covering up my yes. crime of murder. I admit, like, it wasn't, any, it wasn't any. It's like, oh, no, honey, me and that other girl were buying that house for you. It wasn't any misunderstanding. He's like, no, he was cheating on her. And um, she yeah. murdered him. And she's just like, yeah, that was that was a dick move to get kids involved in my crime. Yeah. Okay. She shouldn't be murdered. I will accept my suspension in lieu of actual sentence. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, oh, I, I guess I'll, who am I going to give the clover to? And then she gives it to uh, the Fumi Hirano voice teacher, who's like, oh, thank you very much. I'll, I'll treasure this. And, and then she does the- say, it's like, I'll give this to you to teach because uh, you're really clumsy. And you yes. See, like, uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll treasure this forever. Let me fold it up in this handkerchief throws that shit the fuck away while not looking at Conan coming from behind the tree while everyone says, hey, where's Conan? Why wasn't he here for this? He'll take the case. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so it's a lot of Conan being suspect about her and her being suspect about Conan, which, Mm. to be honest, is the correct state of affairs. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I don't think there was any more clues as to... uh, what's going on with her beyond that we've now got she's got something with her eye so that makes her definitely makes her a contender for being rum except the description of rum being a man Hmm. Um, but uh, the other thing she might be is because i believe the Aska, she was a bodyguard the the missing character Aska from the around the murder of that shogi player and the murder mm. of the woman who the Asuka character was supposed to be bodyguarding. But I would have to go and dig those episodes out and properly watch them all. In order what to... was the thing? 
What was the thing that proved, like, or not proved, was evidence that Rum was a man? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was before we started regularly watching it when it was. Yeah, yeah. I think that was already a thing that they. Because I was knew. wondering if that could have been the thing of like Rum is apparently over a hundred years old and that kind of thing. No, that's um, that because that the other thing was it was Aska Rum was the thing written at the scene, and that turned out to be uh, an anagram of the guy who they think is in chart. Who they say so Rum's the number two. They think right, the num- they think right. the number sorry, one sorry, is the guy who should be dead, the missing industrialist who'd be like 120 years old or something if he was alive. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting situation where they're like, okay, that's the guy who's in charge of everything, who in theory can't exist, but we still got the mystery of <laughs> who the second man in the organization is. Mm-hmm. And that's what Eve- I yeah. I've seen his dick, so I know it's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so your your suspects are the uh, primary school teacher, the mm. uh, sushi chef, or the head cop. Because mm. all of them have something up with their eyes. Yes, and they're mm. all suspect about Conan. <laughs> I mean, he's a weird kid. Mm. I, I get that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, they all seem to know a little too much about... I mean, it's fair for the cop to know too much about crime. But it's a little odd that a primary school teacher knows quite so much about dead bodies. And or a sushi chef knows yeah. so much about also how you how to hide a dead body. Yeah. He gets a lot of bad customers. <laughs> he gets a lot of bad fish and you got to dispose of them in the woods six feet down. <laughs> uh, but none of this next week because it's another filler episode. Yay. So just have to keep an eye out for whenever it comes back with some uh, continuity. Hmm. Uh, then finally, it is Welcome to Demon School, Arumacon, episode 14, Everyone's Playmates, in which we meet six fun employees of Walter Park, who are ever They're so lovely. so wholesome and yes. nice. I, I did not expect the flip, honestly. I was like, oh, you just introduced me to more weirdos. Okay, Dude, fine. You've, you've read One Piece. Did they pull this exact same stunt in One Piece? I know, I know. I should have picked up on it. Because I'm so used to them introducing, hey, look at this new weirdo. Look, it's a tiny man. Are we going to explain why he's tiny? No, he's just small. He's a small dandy. That's all I know. Hello. He's tiny sometimes. Let's go with it. Tiny grandfather. Uh, yeah, so we, we check in with the girls first where they, they've got clothes for Amory and then... Clara puts on a dress, but it's far too big for her. So a tiny man comes and fits it for her. Mm. And they're having a grand old time. Uh, Then we check on the Caligo group. And they're having less of a fun time. Caligo's agreed to do everything they say. So the competition is fair. fair. Yes. But he is basically putting the Mickey Mouse ears on him. He's got one of those drinks that is made out of several fucking donuts stacked on it, that kind of thing. And he's like hating every fucking minute of this. Like, how are we going to get him to have fun? And then some guys bully them. But the guys aren't bullies. They're employees there to help you, to to encourage you to cheat at the shooting range. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But whatever you do, don't go to this part of the map. Caligo mm. warns them because apparently this was originally designed for people in their evil phase to let off steam and there's still part of the <laughs> the park which is still dedicated to that. Dedicated to that. The red light district. Yeah, yeah, the the shady as fuck district uh, as it looks like because everyone's all like weird purple glowing and up to up yes. to ne'er do well fucking stuff, which we, is perfectly legal in the theme park in this one part of the theme park. Yeah. Yes, for a rumor gets lost in. Yes. That's right, the teacup right. But then he gets lost <laughs> in the Red Light District. Uh, yes, after well, Renault Fade loses him. him. Yes. Yeah. Because they're, they're having a great time. They're going on all the rides together and he kind of rides back and they're like, hey, where's the rumor? He's like, row, row, row. Uh, who? Oh, oh. Uh, and, then they, and then they get distracted by how beautiful your man's eyes are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, which Never is been. a great uh, gag. Why are you in the underworld? Because uh, yeah, they're, when they're pointing out, it's like, hey, why aren't you jealous of like Alice? Because like he's beautiful. It's like, yeah, but he's beautiful in like a strict, like a strict way, not beautiful like me. Um, that and we can't have two beautiful guys in this fucking team. This isn't gonna go. Yes, Agare, as it turns out, under the mask. Uh, I do like the way that so Renove is drawn like a parody of shoujo comic characters and yeah. then Agares is drawn like a shoujo comic character so that's why he's jealous of him. Fucking Rotobear's got square eyes. It doesn't look, <laughs> doesn't look quite right. Yeah. 
I mean, like when you're most people are part goat in the demon world, I guess it's not too weird to have square eyes. But That's yeah. true, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but it's the fact that his hair starts glowing as well once his eyes are off, his eye masks off. Yeah, like the uh, the eyes make his beautiful aura. Yeah, uh, they're catching the lights, you know. In yes, the, the, them long lashes sparkling, glistening like the morning dew. Hmm. Well, he just wants to put on his sleeping mask again because it's too bright out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, you know, he's Lucifer was was the light bringer after all. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, rumor had wandered off into this district, and he's rescued by uh, Shida. I believe her name is. Uh, she talks like Bono Bono's dad. Yes. <laughs> Animals are afraid of her, uh, but yeah, she's she's very friendly. And then, who mentions the six fingers? in conversation before we get the reveal that in uh, fact all these playmates are actually the terrorist group Six Fingers yeah I can't remember who mentions it beforehand like it does come up like casually in conversation yeah. basically yeah, yeah. was Balan talking about it um... yeah, I think it's in that group uh, who mentioned it but um, mm. yeah so it's in your head before the reveal yeah but um, mm-hmm. yeah they're up to no good. They're here to break out Ami. Mm. And yeah. they do this by dropping three gigantic beasts into the park. Mm-hmm. Big dragon. Oh, it's a, uh, a big mouse. Big, big mouse, yeah. That, that is it like a minotaur or something? One. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a, it might be a goat. Yeah, it's some sort it of goat or a yeah. Yeah. dinosaur. Yeah. creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And a mouse, yeah. <laughs> can't all, can't all be winners, but maybe it's no. one of those ones that's like he's not as big as the other ones, but he's small and fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, but yeah, they're to be able to have mild mannered dude who couldn't possibly be that mild mannered. Yeah, who was like one of his like a uh, aide or assistant. Yeah, he's the leader of the group. Like, of course, <laughs> it's the fact that we were t- told his name. And I, I guess I should have realized that because he hadn't done much up to that point. He was mm. too bland to not be suspicious. Uh, mm. But it's not a turnaround as well. I didn't want those kind of nondescript dudes or more nondescript dudes who Kirio falls in within the prison to, you know, be the, the masterminds it is. It's got to be something mm-hmm. bigger and more exciting. You get, you get a cowboy skeleton. That's much better. That's you a pretty good game. Yeah. yeah, you want that. And a tiny granddad. <laughs> See, I, I think like sometimes it's like okay, we have skinny guy and a cowboy skeleton, and we have like tiny dandy granddad and like some woman. I was like, I can remember nothing about her because I got tiny granddad in my head. She's <laughs> just like um, uh, her one in Fruits Basket, who is Ayame's uh, squeeze, who they run the costume shop with. They got the same vibe of her because they also. Also yeah, in, in in tailoring. So. Mm-hmm. But it's like they kind of put someone not not plain, but not nearly as wild and fucking weird as the other character. So I can't remember the second in it because I can remember you won because obviously you hung out with Aroma. But then I can barely remember what your man looks like because he's like he looks like a back background character where she's wearing exactly. like the yeah he blends in. You have to have one guy who blends Perfect in and one ninja. weirdo. Mm-hmm. Perfect <laughs> Yeah, and so this is we've now got the drama of the series off mm. and running, and at least this time, most of the characters get to take part in it. Hey, as opposed yeah. to just three of them running around trying to do it like they were last season. Yeah, and it'll be you know, uh, uh, presumably these antagonists would have their own kind of weird bloodline power. So again, a little bit of Jojo lies from we've got to figure out the weird parameters and criteria of how their magic works and work mm-hmm. around it. With yeah. our own ones, with our own, like, uh, how is, like, um, I suppose being able to take anything out of your pockets is going to be good in any, any situation, really. But, but it would have to be what, in the... What would you take out of our pockets uh, to yeah. counteract this? If someone you know, sensible had that power, it'd be very good. But Clara has that power, so, you know, it's going to be something fucking weird. Um, yeah, there'd be some interesting, uh, for lack of a better term, matchups. And we have our team line drawn, and we've already seen how everyone else's powers work, so that'll be fun. Yes. Yeah. And then the Tsukuma was uh, adopting a chick. And what was her name? What the name did she give? Uh, she oh, it was like a tough chip. guy name. I yes, can't think of it. Yeah. Captain. Some, something with the P. Uh, yeah, it sounded tough, but 
everyone was trying to ponder exactly why does it sound tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, Clara in the in the next episode preview thinks this is a big show. It's all part of the attractions. That would be a cover for later. Yeah, mm-hmm. possibly. Uh, yeah, I assume we're going to discover exactly why it was a really bad idea to build a theme park on top of a prison. That's a bad idea. It seems like a good idea. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, who who are the real prisoners here? Mm. Society. Rightio, that was a far more reasonable amount of anime to watch in a week, and makes it a far shorter podcast. Are we back? Mountain peace here on Wednesday next week. Um, that is cur- Oh, actually, no, because that is uh, a day. I had to take for a walk because, well, they begged me. Uh, <laughs> so you can be, feel free to go without me or you got to hold out until the, 20, um, until the 29th. It's up to yourselves. Uh, we will go on with that, yeah. All right. Just keep it on the schedule. Keep it sure. on the schedule, yeah. So it'll be me and Dwayne next week, so it'll possibly be even shorter because we won't have Detective Conan to digest. Mm. Or uh, me to derail things. <laughs> <laughs> righty out we'll see you all next week goodbye dear listeners bye till later